Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today we've got an insane story of someone getting revenge on somebody that cheated on them. The story is by Thudich. Cheating on me? Get HIV then. This is not my story, I just saw this on Facebook and thought it might fit here. So the story belongs to a Chinese man, I'll just translate it. I've suffered for at least 6 months. Finally I can push her into the darkest pit of heck. It's a long story so let me light up a cigarette and tell you all about it. I met my girlfriend when we were on the same vacation tour back in 2006. The first time our eyes met, I made a promise to myself that I have to make her my girlfriend. The process wasn't hard by any means, I just poured my truest, deepest love out to her to make her moved by my true feelings. I loved her, I truly, really loved her, but due to my job I had to travel a lot. Sometimes I would be away from home for 15 days to a month. About 6 months ago, I noticed she had been showing signs of a cheater. She'd always try to hide away from me when she was on her phone, either if she was texting or calling someone. I'd just lay my eyes on her phone and she would turn it off. I could almost confirm that she was cheating but I didn't have any kind of evidence. I have an email account that had been logged in for a good while but rarely used and then one day there were hotel bills sent to this email. I checked the emails and some other things and found out there were some note lines about the bills. After that, there was nothing left to clarify. But one man's soul can't truly die when he wasn't dead. Me and some friends found out about the man she'd been screwing with and the hotel's location. The first thing I felt when her cheating on me was confirmed was anger. I was furious. Not a bit of heartbreaking. It's the feeling when you wanted someone to die. Gone. Disappeared. I wanted her to suffer and disappear. So reality has proved that money can solve anything. I found the way to contact the other man, his WeChat, it's like Facebook for Chinese, to be exact. I have friends that are really, really talented. Smart people if I could tell. I made friends with a doctor back in August last year. I told him my story and what was my plan, and also sprinkled in a bit of, you can have the benefit out of this too, of course I'll pay the money. He made up his mind for a few days and then gave me contacts of some female patients that have HIV. There was no mention about the strict policy in the hospital about patients' privacy. Out of three patients I've met, only one agreed. Most of the ones who have HIV haven't had a clean life. When you have the money, you can really control the devil himself. I gave her the other man's contact and an amount of fee and required her in the shortest time she could to give him HIV. This modern life made it really easy for a woman to sleep with a man. It only took her five days. I worried that one night wasn't enough for him to catch it, so I asked her to be his friends with benefits for a while and gave her around 2,150 US dollars. My girlfriend still hasn't known anything. She did really fall for him. I knew it since reading her texts. About two weeks before that, she had a fever. A terrible, agonizing fever. We did hook up but I used protection. 
I told her to go to the hospital, but due to my job, I had to be away for several days, so I couldn't make it to the hospital with her. I would pay a fortune to see her face when she found out about the HIV, though. After two days, I went home and saw her being upset and all, and then after asking my friend at the hospital, it was confirmed that she had HIV. I was ecstatic, but I played it cool. I was the dumb boyfriend that hadn't known anything. She didn't know that I already got the info about her HIV. We're still being together for now. I want to witness with my own eyes her being slowly passing on the hospital bed. That's all. If anything's happened, I'll tell you later. So considering the story that I just read here, would you guys agree with me in hoping that this story is actually fake and not real? Also, unfortunately for this person, despite their attempt at... Well, ending their ex-partner. Nowadays, HIV is actually extremely treatable, so it's not very likely that they're going to, you know, kick the bucket anytime soon. As far as the story goes, though, would you agree with me that you hope this story was fake? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from Sanity Contagion. Years of drunken abuse result in a blanket party. My aunt was an intensive care nurse at a hospital in Texas for 30 years. This is her story. A while back, my aunt tells me and my cousins the story, probably as a warning about drinking, I guess. For years, Mrs. Smith would come into my aunt's ER battered and bruised, apparently sometimes quite severely. The woman was getting up there in years and had almost monthly visits that sometimes required her to stay for a week or more. A quick rundown of some of the injuries I recall. Broken pelvis, explained by falling down the stairs in her one-story home. Broken arms, wrists, explained as falling out of her car. A shattered orbital bone in her eye socket, no explanation I can recall. A series of broken ribs, various excuses. Lastly, this jerk broke her back, which required fusing three of her vertebrae. Driveway car accident. So Mr. Smith is appropriately qualified as a total piece of crap. On the end of my aunt's 12-hour shift, the call comes in from the ambulance that they're bringing in a 70-year-old Smith. Bases fell, everyone gets somber, knowing that Mrs. Smith probably won't survive the night due to the years of beating she's already endured. The ER calls the ambulance back, asking for a description of the injuries so the OR can be somewhat prepared. What they heard on the radio pissed everyone off. The paramedics were completely unprofessional. They were laughing their butts off as they described broken arm, broken leg, and lacerated scalp. When the ambulance pulls up, my aunt and several other ER staff are trying to read them the riot act. Instead, Mrs. Smith primly stepped out of the ambulance. The paramedics pull the stretcher out of the ambulance and wheel her husband inside. Enough is enough. Apparently, that's all she said. The paramedics had to fill in the rest of the story. So, here it is. Mr. Smith came home drunk one last time, and she wrapped him in a blanket and beat him with a cast iron frying pan. Mr. and Mrs. Smith never came back to the ER. Maybe he learned. Honestly, I sincerely hope that he did learn. It's honestly almost a little saddening that, after all this that happened from both sides... That in the end, they still go home together? I just hope things were better for Mrs. Smith after that point. I mean, not showing up to the ER doesn't necessarily mean nothing happened. I guess really all we can do is just hope that everything worked out in the best for Mrs. Smith after that point. 
Maybe literally she beat some sense into her husband. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video has awesome stories like our final story of the day from YL0K, won't pay me for my work? I will ruin your business from the inside. For some context, this all happened to me just over a year ago. After telling the story to multiple people, some of my close friends told me that it would be appreciated here. To begin, I moved to the US from Germany about 5 years ago. My father found a steady job as an insurance salesman and my mother was a housewife for the first couple of years living in the United States. At this time I was only 12 years old and attempting to find friends in my 6th grade class. After about 3 years of living in a calm suburban town, my mother had become more increasingly bored as a stay at home mom and she decided to start looking for a job. Eventually she found a job translating for a new small options company based in the big city near my suburb. Her boss and CEO was probably the most narcissistic, arrogant jerk I've ever met, so we'll call him DB for D-bag. In addition to translating conversations, emails, and documents from foreign clients, she was also in charge of building the company's new website and managing all the docs and programs they had made. About a year later, after I turned 16, I was looking for a job and I eventually started working for my mom's boss and his company because they were looking for employees and I was looking for employment. When I started there, I was put in charge of the website management because I knew a lot more about technology and computer stuff than my mother did. Before I continue further, I would like to explain a little more about D-Bag's company. So basically what his company does is create resources and tutorials for people who are learning about trading options or stocks, and their lessons weren't cheap. Clients varied in wealth, we had some very rich, and others looking for deals on a budget. This is important to the story. Anyway, I wasn't paid an hourly salary for my job with DB's company. I was paid a predetermined amount per task that I completed. It worked pretty well at first. DB would assign me a task to complete, and we would agree on a price for my time. Most of the tasks were tedious busy work no one in the office wanted to do. DB and I had only met in person a few times, and we mostly talked through emails. As with school, most of my work with the company was done on my computer at home. For a few months, everything went smoothly and I made a decent amount of money for a kid my age. I didn't mind doing the work as it was very simple, just tedious, and I could watch YouTube while working at home, which was a win-win for me. Eventually there came a time when I was paid a little less than what we agreed on. However, I noticed but didn't really care as I was still making a lot of money. I thought it was just a mistake on his end, but I was wrong. After completing more tasks, he started paying me less and less than what we previously had agreed on. When I eventually confronted him about it, he argued with me and said that he'd paid me the amount we'd agreed on, which I knew was a complete lie. There was even a time where he didn't even pay me at all. I was so sick of his crap. He kept making excuses about how I'm just a kid and I don't need to pay taxes or anything and he just went on and on. At this point, the only reason I still worked for this jerk was solely to get revenge. About a month later, I get a very important email from DB explaining that a new client just made a very expensive order and bought a copy of almost every course, document and lesson that DB had for sale. My task was to revise all the documents in his order and create a folder to locate copies of all the resources. Like I said, it was easy work, but time consuming and everyone else had something more important to do. 
I told DB that I would start immediately and I would have the folder ready by the end of the week. However, this was a lot of work, and I wasn't sure if DB was even going to pay me, so I didn't do anything. By the end of the week, my inbox is exploding from emails from DB frantically asking about the folder. I said that I was really busy the whole week with school, but DB wasn't having it. He lost a client that he could have made tens of thousands of dollars off of. He called my phone, and when I answered, he started screaming at me and said I wouldn't be paid for my work, which I probably wouldn't have been anyway, and I was fired on the spot. I honestly didn't really care, as at this point, I really knew how much of a jerk DB was. I thought I was done with him, but sadly, I wasn't. DB then began harassing my mother at work, physically and mentally. I witnessed this when I went to visit the office with her. She eventually quit, but I knew I had to get back at DB once and for all, and I wanted him to really suffer this time. What DB didn't know was that I still had access to the website, and I was an admin. I had access to all the resources of the company that they sold. Slowly I started to formulate my plan and a great idea came to me. Disclaimer, I'm not sure if what I did here is illegal, but I know that DB deserved this. When clients approached our website, they filled out their email address or phone number. What I did was when a new client contacted me through the website, I contacted them with a fake email, and I gave them every resource they asked for, for free. This went on for months, and when DB heard the news that there'd been zero new clients in months, it shattered him. He actually became depressed. At this point, it made me so happy to see him like this, and I knew I had to take it a step further. I began reaching out to regular clients too, and giving them all the company lessons and docs for free too. This was a small company, and it didn't take long. Pretty soon, the company started to go under, as they had zero sales for almost a whole quarter. After DB's company went under, his wife divorced him, and he was left unemployed living off his savings which hopefully won't last him very long. I don't know all the details about what happened to DB after his company shut down, but I do know that his future isn't very bright at the moment, and he's a depressed alcoholic. The best part is that he will never know that it was me, and seeing the closed sign in front of his old office building every day makes me smile. I mean, frankly, a person like this who was running their business to be a jerk literally abusing their employees, trying to steal money from kids. Their work probably wasn't even the greatest of quality anyways. I don't think they really deserved to have that business, or at least have one that was flourishing. An awful person like that who's willing to go and do that to their own employees is basically asking for their whole operation to blow up when everybody leaves because who's going to work through that? Unless that's your last ditch effort and you need the money. I think what OP did here is fair game, even if in the legal eye it might not be the most legal thing. I don't necessarily think it's probably too legal to go and just hand out a company's internal documents like that, but honestly, DB probably wouldn't spend the money to go after OP anyways. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to see another revenge story that was even more insane than the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or, if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time for some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 